You're listening to That Real Girl Podcast. Hello and welcome back to this Monday's episode. We're featuring special guests, uh, my friend and nurse Jalen, and she is going to weigh in on experiencing being an older sister, having a sibling come out, some family obstacles within that, and basically growth that comes from diverse situations. So today we're kind of focusing on normalizing and continuing that conversation that's already happening in the world for many years now. So the goal today is just to communicate about some of those topics, to help others who have already experienced a family member exploring their sexuality or coming out, to be able to help others who are having problems maybe with difficult family members to create openness and maybe just have some more understanding in our diverse world. So welcome, Jalen, to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. Of course. So I just want you to tell our listeners a little bit kind of about yourself and what you have going on in your life right now and, well, who you are since you're new to the podcast. All right. Where to start? Um, Well, I am a 25-year-old female. I live in Saskatoon. Uh, I grew up on a farm in basically the middle of nowhere. (laughs) And I went to school in a really small town, so it was kind of the traditional upbringing, I guess, for my past. So I had a mother, father, and two younger brothers, and yeah, that's about it. Now I am a registered nurse in Saskatoon, and just kind of loving the city life. And where exactly do you work as a registered nurse? I work on cardio with you. Oh my gosh! (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome and your mom and dad still live in the small town where you did grow up they actually lots of things are changing right now so they actually live in they bought a house by a lake and so they now are away from the farm kind of retired and my younger brother is there on the farm and he's kind of running it now so it's pretty cool so when did you move to saskatoon then was that back in university yeah, when I graduated high school in 2015, that's when I moved to the big city, and I've been here ever since, and took I took five years actually for my degree. I took a year kind of to work and do just part-time classes at the start, kind of figure out if that's exactly what I was wanting to do, and yeah, so I stayed around here. Nice. And you have you ever thought of moving somewhere else, or you kind of just loved Saskatoon basically since you moved there? Um, for quite a while I was wanting to move. I was wanting to travel nurse and get out of Saskatoon or out of Saskatchewan, but more recently I've kind of started to pit in. Like I find I'm finding it's more of my home now and I'm starting to really enjoy some of the little things Saskatoon has to offer. So just kind of like the river and the beautiful walks that we have here and I am totally. close to family and that I find is pretty important to me. So yeah. For anyone who is listening who's not from Saskatoon nor has absolutely never heard of it, because I know there are some American listeners who have absolutely never heard of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, it really is like a quaint little, actually sometimes very like Gilmore Girls-esque, like in the fall and everything too, like between like all the bridges, like the little restaurants, like local cafes and places you can walk. Um, especially by like the Besboro area and everywhere. I mean, there's even like a bus where you can get ice cream. You can't really go wrong. So she's right. It is a really cute little city. So 
just based on what we're going to be talking about within this episode, I just want to have some context to kind of like discussing and reflecting your relationship with your siblings into a little bit more detail. Yeah, so um, like I had said, I we grew up on a farm literally in the middle of nowhere. Like we had, I think, a cousin who lived half a mile away and that was about it. Um, to go anywhere, you'd have to drive at least 30 minutes on gravel roads each way. And to get to an actual city was over an hour, like to an hour and a half. So we were quite secluded that way, Um, which I think just meant that I grew up really close with my family because we were all that we had. So I remember always playing outside with my brothers. Um, We literally did everything together up until we, like I graduated high school, basically. Uh, What else? Those are BFFs basically even though (laughs) all I remember is us fighting all the time and arguing well I feel like that's just sibling as a whole hey basically boys or girls yeah I don't think my sister and I became friends until well we might have had a phase when we were like under 10 but I feel like 10 to 10 to 14 was rough (laughs) sure yeah no I I remember my one brother Jesse's the middle child and then Jordan is the youngest and I remember Jordy and I were quite similar and looks and personalities and we team together and pick on Jesse quite a bit which (laughs) (laughs) now that I look back I'm like I feel kind of bad you're like oh crap (laughs) well as long as you know you continue to establish those same sibling relationships like in your adulthood I mean I think you can definitely not make up for it but you realize that it was all kind of silly maybe back then hey yeah so what was your favorite part of your upbringing with your siblings in terms of like life out on the farm together I think it was just how simple life was there. So growing up on our farm, we were grain farmers. So we always, like, we started driving trucks a bit earlier than probably we should have. We helped our dad with lots of the harvest and seeding and spraying and all of that. And then with mom, we'd help with the garden and cleaning and cooking and everything. So it was just kind of a simple life compared to I guess what it feels like now like we didn't have any external stressors really like even financially you aren't going out like you do in the city to like I notice I go for coffees all the time here or we're always going out for food or getting groceries here whereas at the farm that was not a very common occurrence it was just I don't know how to explain it. it was just a lot no, I mean, that's a really good point. I mean, I think, I feel like nowadays there's a lot of people that are trying to come back to maybe like those in quotations I'm saying, like in more simple times, I guess. Yeah. Like, I, I don't get me wrong. I, I am a very passionate lover of going out to eat, but even things like uh, having coffee, it is nice if you can try and make them at home and try and do those things like within your home with people you love, I think. And whether you're having a friend over or another family member over to your home. But um, do you feel in your life now you're trying to find ways to get back to that simple life that you're trying to describe? Yeah, I I think I tend to lean towards that. So sometimes I get kind of wrapped up in the fast pace of a city. And even with our job, we are always running. Like it's not a very totally. calm career that we are in. Um, so on our days off, I usually try and stay at home or make home cooked meals or just kind of I've noticed I've been trying to just dig back into my past like growing up yeah 
what is your favorite thing to cook at home? Um, I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I love cooking soup. Nice. Oh, it is soup season. I Look know. at that. Have you cooked any soup yet or you haven't got there? I Well, I did just like a classic um, chicken noodle soup the other day, like from scratch. Oh my God. But no, I agree. I'm like, oh, I'll be making like tomato basil soup or yeah. I need no, to that's... try new stuff. I was just um, talking the other day um, to someone about how, well, one, it's soup season. I'm every, <laughs> I'm every month soup season for me, but specifically to the world right now. But I'm, I like making this um, stuffed pepper soup, mm. uh, which I'm not sure if anyone's ever had. And there's tons of recipes all over online about it. But it's one of my favorite things to make. Basically, it's the same way as making like stuffed peppers if you've ever made that but then you're just obviously putting some broth for like soup and everything like that so all right well it sounds like you growing up um within kind of a little bit of a simple mindset of life being on the farm is a really lovely my question to you is and something you and i have talked about a little bit before was there any kind of hardships or negatives that came from being in this kind of secluded, I guess, situation, living up, like, living and growing up there? Yeah, I, obviously, it wasn't always glamorous living on the farm. Like, my family, I feel, in my eyes, was, we were very traditional. Like, the husband basically does all the grunt work. I know my mom had to work as a teacher, so she did actually work full-time, as well as raise us and help at the farm, but... Um, with that being said, my, I, my dad had kind of a very narrow mind, I guess, as in, if you compare it to today, how diverse our lives are now, and there's such unique people out in the world that we may or may not have noticed in previous years, and it just, yeah, I find growing up on the farm, sorry, I'm kind of losing my train of thought. no. Yeah, so I guess genera- generationally, my that is just how my dad had grown up. Like, even my mom, how the men are not supposed to show quite as much emotion, and they're supposed to be not quite, like, not hard or cold, but yeah. they need to seem like the tough one in the family. And I think that was just, that shaped our family. We didn't, I don't remember us ever really talking about our feelings or... Um, being able to really go to our parents if we were feeling down or had any questions in our lives. I know it was never their fault, and that's just how they were raised as well. No, yeah, it's a total generational thing. Yeah. I think a lot of people can, like, relate and, and speak to that. I think, especially in terms of, like, men's mental health, like, I think that's still something even today that, like, we aren't, like, we talk about it, but, like, I feel like it'll take a long time for a lot of that to change, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, So that's a really good point. Do you feel you didn't realize until you moved into the city that maybe there were a lot of people in your life who were kind of narrow-minded? Did you feel narrow-minded when you moved from a small town to a city? I think looking back now, I definitely was narrow-minded because I grew up in a small town as well with school you had I remember having only two girls in my class for probably 
nine or ten years of my life and that just meant you were either friends with them or you don't have any friends yeah so you kind of had to all fit in you didn't really have much of a choice honestly with that and so I think if you didn't fit in or if you didn't follow the norms in school you didn't have any friends and you were very alone so same with living in the small town if you seemed quote-unquote different than other people or didn't follow the norm you didn't actually fit in so moving to the city was honestly an amazing thing for me because it really showed me that you can be anyone you want to be you can dress any kind of way you want to you can um, go hang out anywhere you want to like there's so many different types of people in this world and that's what makes it so beautiful and I never experienced that growing up so that was oh I love that <laughs> yeah that was kind of like my like epiphany I was like oh my. like culture shock almost even too moving yeah. from a small town to well I mean it is Saskatoon actually is quite a large city nowadays I think it has mm-hmm. over 300,000 people so it's bigger than it even used to be back you know six years ago was there anything that was hard though about moving from the small town do you think besides like the amazing experience you did have well, I think for me, I had just kind of the, I don't know, I, I think it's kind of the normal feeling of when you leave your family. I did, I got like the freshman 15 weight that I added <laughs> on from eating really bad foods and mom would send care packages, but I'd always do like takeout and things that I never had experienced before. Yeah. Um, and then also since I was in my young 20s, I was partying a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no one's judging. No, so that was just like... It was a phase, Mom. It was a phase. <laughs> we are over that phase. <laughs> but it was, yeah, kind of a culture shock. So we kind of have some context now to basically like your upbringing, a little bit of like your family relationships, and I mean even some hardships like of growing up in a small town but I'm really glad that you were able to take that step years and years ago in terms of moving into a bigger city and like developing more of an open mind at the beginning I mentioned that well this episode is called the coming out chronicles so we're going to kind of get into a personal experience of Jalen's that involved her small town sibling actually coming out to her and her siblings um so do you want to get into a little bit about that story from wherever you see it as the beginning yeah definitely so I noticed in high school so my brothers and I are quite close in age like we are maybe a year year and a half apart each okay and during high school was kind of the time of hormones and new friend groups and That's when you're trying to find yourself, see what kind of career that you're going to apply to. And it was, I've, it was a really stressful time at the, like when I look back at it and I know it is for everyone because it's such a big change. Like you're so used to the same thing every single day up until high school. And then all of a sudden you're, (laughs) so to speak, kicked out of the house and living (laughs) on your own. Um, It's either that or you live in your parents' basement at the farm and you don't really leave. There's not many options for us. So, and sorry, nothing against people living in parents' basements. <laughs> we just, 
lived in the middle of nowhere. There was no other, like, no career opportunities out there other than farming. So Love a good parent's basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um... During high school was kind of when my relationship with my brothers changed. I know my youngest brother and I, Jordan, we, like I said, are quite similar, so we were easier to get along, so to speak, and I felt like we understood each other a bit better, whereas my middle brother, Jesse, was just, he's not the black sheep of the family, but he was, he always challenged us in different ways. He looks a bit like he has darker hair and me and my other brother are both blonde and blue eyes and okay. he is a lot more emotional than we were growing up which now that I look back I'm so proud of him for being able to express his emotions and feelings at such a young age but um when I when we graduated high school we actually all ended up in Saskatoon we did, did not live together or? no we no. all lived at separate places for a period of time and I remember Jesse asking Jordan and I to come over for supper. So we went over to his place for supper and we could tell something was like maybe a little off or something was a little weird, but we just kind of enjoyed the supper. This was our weekly supper we'd have together because we wanted to try and keep a close relationship with each other. For sure. And right as Jordan and I were heading out the door, Jesse's like, oh, just so you know, I think I'm bisexual and I remember Jordy and I looking at each other and we're like uh okay bye yeah we're like okay bye see you next week and when we closed the door we sat in the vehicle we're like do we go back in like that really blindsided us um I remember not being like surprised that he came out as bisexual but I was more surprised at, like, the timing that he told us. <laughs> I'm purely laughing because of that reason. I mean, in a sense, like, I'm sure you look back at it as almost like a little bit of a funny story. I mean. Oh, it is now. Yeah. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, I feel like we need to go back in or, like, go give him a hug or something. So we did have, we did actually go give him a hug. and okay. <laughs> We were like, Jordan and I. I was actually a little surprised at Jordy because I thought he would maybe be a bit more closed-minded and, I guess, so to speak, traditional like my dad. Mm-hmm. But he was the first one to say anything to Jesse, and he said, like, Jesse, I'm so happy that you were able to share that with us, and I'm so proud of you for being able to be who you want to be in life and not hold back. And he basically said that how he sees Jesse is never going to change just because of who he may or may not love in life and who he wants to be in life Mm -hmm. and so that was super heartwarming for me and yeah that's kind of how that (laughs) the start that was the start of our journey journey in terms of him coming out and everything definitely so that was to you and your siblings um and you go into whatever detail you feel like comfortable with but what were the hardships that did occur within your family during this time or did none happen so this is obviously from my point of view so it might may or may not have been a bit different to my parents or my brothers okay but accepting jesse for being bisexual was actually one of the easiest parts of this journey I know 
once that kind of set in, Jesse then realized he needed to maybe tell mom and dad, which was kind of a whole new challenge in itself. Um, I remember at one point Jesse had talked to mom first because she was a bit easier to approach than my dad. And mom basically told Jesse that we are going to have to keep this a secret from your dad because we don't want to upset him. We don't want him to get mad or I guess I think she was scared that dad was maybe going to disown Jesse for being bisexual and that was kind of the turning point in our family like I know we were quite uprooted then um looking back I was really disappointed in my mom for handling that situation like she did because it was not an easy thing for Jesse to even bring that up exactly and to feel like he couldn't like that he still had to shy away and hide his true self and keep his life a secret was really sad actually um so that was a hard one I remember our family fought a lot during this time and my dad didn't quite know what was going on okay but the one conversation I guess I had with my mom during this time was I had told her it was really hard I guess looking back but I told her that Jesse needs to do what he needs to do in life if he is wanting to come out and tell her whole family that he is bisexual and realistically if he's wanting to bring a different partner home than the traditional female male situation that he should feel comfortable and if he is unable to do that and you're wanting him to keep him a secret, I told her that I wouldn't want to be a part of this family anymore. And That must have been really hard to say, hey? Yeah, like it was, our family was so close growing up. Like we spent, even with my immediate family, we spent every Sunday together having brunch. And for, that was just, it was really hard, I think, looking back. And it kind of does bring up some emotions still. And it's been so many years, but... I remember talking to Jordan, my younger brother, about it too, and we basically discussed that if mom and dad were not accepting of Jesse, that we would side with Jesse and we would support Jesse, and honestly, we would have given up our relationship with our parents if it would have led to that, but thankfully, it did not. In the end, it all worked out. Jesse had told my family, my immediate family, as well as my dad, and mm-hmm. Obviously, it wasn't an easy, it was a very challenging time, and it was really hard, lots of emotions, and I think at the time, my dad did not quite understand where Jesse was coming from, but he, over the years, has really tried to just respect Jesse's decisions in life and support him and love him for who he is, because Jesse is an amazing person. And, like, how... how big of that is you know for your dad to be able to come around and try and understand that though too because at the end of the day like don't you just think about how a lot of these individuals like you know whether it's like your father or any other dad or mom or grandma or grandpa out there like it's sometimes it's not their fault like they literally did not grow up like in the world that like our society has allowed to happen like it it's sometimes it's really not it's not a this huge blame that should be put on them either right but for him to be able to like 
try and come around and respect and try and learn and understand about it, I think that's huge. Yeah, I, and I love dad for coming around and I know there's a lot of, I guess, room for improvement, obviously, but even with my mom, I, now looking back, I understand where she was coming from, but I don't, I still don't agree with what had happened, I guess, but we were just, she was trying to keep our family together and yeah. I don't know if it was just because I was living in the city at that time and I had just a bit maybe more of an open mind that I knew I didn't want to feel like I was stuck in a box or a mold that everyone was wanted me to be and I didn't want Jesse to feel the same way so yeah I think that's pretty good that you just tried to stay true to yourself you and your other sibling mm-hmm. that were just trying to support him too was there any thing that was hard for you to understand and if there was I think that's okay I think it's just about now that you're just trying to still learn and understand too to date I yeah it was it was hard at the start it still sometimes is I I'll be straight up honest I don't quite have I don't have a great understanding of the LBGTQ like community I guess so to speak I don't know like some of the terminology and things like that yeah so I don't know all of the terminology I never ever am going to look at someone and see them any different than anyone else just because of their pronouns or anything like that you just see a person oh of course yeah yeah and I just I'll give them respect I just hope to receive respect the same way I guess absolutely um so the the hardest part at the start was just trying to I guess understand the new terminology that Jesse would use and just trying to be a part of his community in life because he through university he also was part of the um shoot on in the university they have Sorry. Yeah, so I I think this is the right word. But in university, there was this group called, like, the Pride Community or Pride Group or whatever. And basically, it was just a place where you'd go for a couple hours every week. And they had different... Oh, goodness. It's kind of hard for me to explain, I guess, because I'm not... Oh, you weren't part of it, I guess. No. No, but anyways, it was a place where Jesse was able to find himself, I think. It was like his second home, really, in a sense. Like, yeah, like we we pushed him really hard to go and do things outside of university hours and get outside, get out of the house and meet new people, and this is one place he found, and he felt, I think, accepted and loved, and it was maybe support that he did not feel from our family and I'm just really happy that he found a place that he felt that he could find himself I guess and feel belonged and loved and respected so that was kind of where he this that's I think there I think there's lots of places uh, I mean for us like locally in Saskatoon or I mean all over the world now that you can be a part of um lgbtq plus communities mm-hmm. um i mean gosh there's even tons of local businesses that 
highly are run in support around things like that too so I'm sure he's been able to even kind of continue to venture out and find his kind of little group of people too nowadays do you think oh yeah definitely yeah and I think his one gift that he's been given in life that other people in this world who might not know where they belong or are trying to find themselves I truly believe that when they're around him or his friends that they are able to help other people feel a bit more loved and belonging like that's kind of the goal in life too I think totally I think he's probably obviously helped a lot of other people maybe become more open about who they are and understand and support them as well over the years yeah yeah definitely so just going back to a little bit more about your own personal experience after learning the story of your brother coming out just because I want us to think if you know if there was someone that you were talking to that was going through this exact situation like another like female like yourself for example with a sibling older or younger what has um, all of this really taught you, I guess, in in regards to love and identity, gender, and life in general? I have learned so many different, like, things from this experience, and I am so proud of it, and it, I think, makes me who I am. I, no matter how a person identifies themselves, I still believe they need to, they deserve love and happiness and respect. I don't want people to ever feel pressured or feel like they need to hide away and keep their lives a secret or have them not feel like they belong anywhere in this world because there's always a place for them in this world, I guess, so to speak. So I... I just, I find it hard that some people are so close-minded still, because as we get older, this is just kind of how our lives are now. Absolutely. Like, it's a lot more known, this is not a new thing, having um, different identities, having people um, with different sexual orientations, anything like that, that's not new, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely something that's becoming more and more known or talked about. And I think we need to continue to talk about it. Absolutely. I mean, there's always going to be someone who doesn't understand or isn't, you know, educated within those subjects or who's who's never even experienced a situation like this either, right? And I think all you can do is kind of just continue to continue the conversation. (laughs) Well, exactly. And I know, like, even today, like, I don't know all of the correct terms. I don't know all the nitty-gritty things about it. And... Honestly, I'm very willing to learn and have an open mind to it. And I think that's the important part for anyone that if you're experiencing family or friends who are coming out to you or needing someone to talk to, that you are just there as an open ear and that you have an open mind to their thoughts and beliefs because I guess that's what I would want in return as well. And to just know that they're never alone in these situations like on both ends um yeah well i'm so glad that we were able to hear your story and a little bit of well your family's story too i think that there's probably a lot of people out there that could either relate or or find 
just helpful, I think, as well, just in our world that's always trying to continue the conversation about such topics. My last kind of question to you is, what do you and, you know, your siblings and your family want others to know? I think we are just wanting others to know that they're not alone in this, that this challenge or journey, I guess, that we have experienced in our family, my family, is not a new experience. Some Lots of other people have had it, but that there are other people who've went through it and what you're feeling is validated. Um, that sometimes you can go through some very challenging things in life, but to always remember that the people who truly love you will love you no matter what and will always be there to show you respect and dignity and be bes- like be by your side. And basically, if anyone needs anyone to talk to you, they can message Jalen Ross on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) So as the episode has come to an end today, I just want to quickly advertise about a wonderful local store to Saskatoon, which can still be accessed and uh, viewed online as well through their online shop. It is Alt House, and it is located on Main Street East, just off Broadway in Saskatoon, owned by Miranda Young and Joe Van. The store is basically blossomed into a colorful space filled with unique goods, awesome furniture, prints from all around the world, and obviously local art as well. Basically, this ever-changing space also serves as a place for alternative music and hosts performances from wonderful local artists as well, and they are a known and well big supporter of the LGBTQ community, so I felt it was really important to mention this in the episode as well. And any listeners here of That Real Girl podcast are welcome to shop in-store or online with a 10% discount using code REALGIRL10, and that is REALGIRL, all lowercase, 10 at the end. So feel free to check out their online store if you are not located here in Saskatchewan or in Canada, and you're still welcome to make some beautiful purchases. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week.